On this episode of Hit the Deck, North Bay is looking for a few good men and boys and girls. Time to put out the ball signal. Anyway, if you find yourself up in Ontario and longing to play some deck hockey, they have some openings. And the students of Montgomery County are about to score some pretty sweet gear. God bless the NHL, particularly the Washington Capitals in this case, for going all out, donating this great equipment to the physical education programs. Plus, Baldwin Borough had better be building their new ball bases with some bustle, baby. There's a big cry for the deck hockey specific court and uh, was something that the people demanded. Yeah, now I'm just imagining a bunch of recreational ball hockey players chaining themselves to a tree in a park, chanting, we want to rank all this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode 134 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And we are here again to talk some hockey at you, and we are so excited to be able to do that. So I'm going to jump right into tonight's starting lineup, just for you, so you know who's talking at you. So for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my steadfast co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Hey, pal, how you doing? Uh, hanging in there. How about yourself, sir? I'm good. I'm good. We're twinsies tonight. I don't know if you yes. noticed. Matchy, matchy. That's right. I uh, decided to wear my official HTD jersey to match you tonight. So thank you. We're yes. the same team. Makes sense. James and I are both wearing our official Hit the Deck jerseys. And if you'd like one of your own, well, you're kind of SOL on that front because we only made them up specially for us. But, you know, if you really want one, uh, shoot us a line and maybe we can work something out. But in the uh, event that you don't want one, we'll just move past this little nonsensical side trip here on the podcast and uh i don't know how was your week james uh it was okay <laughs> had a birthday and uh happy birthday <laughs> to you thank you very much yeah number 41 it's the uh the tom Seaver of birthdays so we'll, we'll see how that i hope 41 treats me better than 40 <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Sajazy. Happy birthday to you. All right, now that everybody is creeped out and or turned off. (laughs) How was your week? (laughs) Oh, fine, I guess. Fine. I'm going to I'm going to just I'm going to I'm going to give it a stamp of fine. Bong! Fine. Uh, I don't even remember what I did last weekend. I, I remember going out to eat after mass with my wife and daughter. That was nice. I think something happened on Saturday, but I don't remember what it might have been. Maybe they went out and I stayed home. I don't remember. Maybe we all went out for something. Wait, wait, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. No, it's gone. I don't know. I had a weekend. Apparently, no. it's not worth talking about. So that means you didn't play any deck hockey. I definitely did not. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, 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 apparently I've, I've turned into one of those birds from Finding Nemo. I, 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 you know, 
Speaking of hockey, though, apparently uh, the NHL has, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, these playoffs, uh, uh, all topsy-turvy. Nobody, nobody knows what to expect from these playoffs. No, you said it right. I was thinking the same exact expression, topsy-turvy. It's unpredictable and uh, disappointing for some and exciting for others. It's, it's funny to me. So one of my coworkers is a Pittsburgh fan. And he knows I'm a Rangers fan. And so when he sees me, he will often come over and, and comment and make some remark about, oh, you know, in this case, a couple of days ago, it was or yesterday, whatever it was. It was, oh, so your, your boys are making some trades, huh? They're making some moves. And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. See, here's the thing. I don't actually like talking about hockey. Like, I don't pay close enough attention to be able to have a competent intelligent conversation about hockey which you would think is unusual for someone who has a hockey podcast but you know outside of this this sphere of of stuff that we do on a weekly basis it's not really something i enjoy doing so it makes me uncomfortable so i uh i, I he was kind of talking about the playoffs to me and and what's been going on and i haven't paid much attention personally have you been watching james well um was pulling for the islanders so i uh, you know that that's what i'm talking about when some people are disappointed and some people aren't and i defer to patrick and and obviously other big islander fans that uh, support the podcast and we appreciate you too so patrick being one and of course super fan anthony and uh, our own good good pal uh, brad but I was watching their games and pulling for them. And, uh, you know, the Hurricanes are just really, they're acting like a real hurricane right now. I mean, they, they knocked off the defending champs, the Washington Capitals, in an incredible seven-game series and a double overtime game seven. And they are still riding that momentum, um, backup goalie and everything. Because the Islanders, speaking of uh, versus Pittsburgh and the, uh, the Penguins fans, uh, you know, the Islanders swept the Penguins. And then they had all that time off. And then you're figuring... Okay, now that they had the home ice advantage, maybe that would knock the cobwebs out. But that's the nature of of the postseason NHL, especially, is that it's so intense. Mm. And I think, like you said, who knows? To me personally, I think it would be better to have a consistent schedule and playing that intense for however long you can, as opposed to getting it over with quickly. And then you have to sit around you you don't know what's going to happen for well, like eight days or whatever it was. It was a long time. Mm. The Islanders weren't playing. In the meantime, the, the Hurricanes were playing for their lives. And then you have uh, in, in another news that Tampa Bay Lightning had the best, one of the best seasons of all time, actually, when you're just looking at statistics and wins and so on and so forth. They get knocked out in the first round by Columbus. So it's it's nuts. It's crazy. It is. It is both of those things. Agreed. Hey, actually, James, speaking of the Hurricanes, can you explain this to me? This is something I've seen here and there on the Internet. And I know the Internet can be a strange place with some, like, obscure memes and stuff that, that just pop up. But uh, here's something that I don't is with with the Hurricanes. Isn't there some kind of thing where the fans are embracing the unlikability of the Hurricanes right now? Like... You know, uh, wearing T-shirts like "Screw the Canes" or "Bunch of Jerks" or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, what? What is? What? What is? I don't understand. Explain that to me, please. 
Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you um, having the uh, confidence in me to answer that question. I'm kind of on the outside looking in on that as well, but exactly, we follow them on Twitter and Facebook and so on. You know, Hit the Deck is a hockey podcast, so we try and get as many hockey fans involved as possible, but it seems like that they were taking a page out of the 2004 Red Sox playbook where like a bunch of jerks and or idiots, whatever they referred to themselves as, and they believed in themselves and them versus the world. So it kind of turned that on its ear a little bit, exactly, that they uh, seem to be self-loathing, but in a sense, they maybe have that attitude like we have nothing to lose. But another strange thing that the Hurricanes have done all season long, at least from, again, from the outside looking in, is that uh, after the win or something, they would do like a, a post-game silly celebration of sorts, among other things, was uh, Evander Holyfield knocked out the entire team. Then they did like a bowling thing where one guy, where they skated to center ice and in the form of pins and one player knocked them all down and stuff like that. And it, it's really choreographed and silly and fun. And I guess that uh, loosey-goosey mentality has done them well in the postseason so far. I guess so. Although it's interesting that you bring up the 2004 Red Sox in, in this context because the Hurricanes are currently up in their series with the Islanders 3 nothing, And I think many sports fans know what happened when the Yankees were up on the Red Sox 3 nothing in 2004. And, uh, you know, kind of the thing they became most known for. So we'll see, you know, how how history plays out there. Excellent point, American Rhino. And yes, the Islanders actually have, they were among the first teams ever in the NHL to come back from three games to none. They yeah. did that against the Penguins. Yeah. And the Super uh, fan Anthony was just telling me about that today as it happens. So, yeah, hey, that, and as you just said before, crazy things. It's been a weird postseason. You never know, man. So hopefully the Islanders can pull um, a rabbit out of their hat or uh, the Hurricanes will just keep doing what they're doing. But yeah. that's why you got to watch the playoffs. It's it's exciting. It's crazy. And it's what the uh, these players sacrifice for that large Stanley Cup. Yes. Yes, it is. It, it's what you play for. As cliche as that sounds, it's what you play for. So, you know, good luck to all of the competitors remaining in the playoffs. And if your team is still in it, then good on you. Yeah. And again, like, you know, Gary and I have said, and we're, we're pretty honest, I think, on this podcast is that we're Ranger fans. So when your team isn't in it, it kind of like, you know, we're big baseball fans, too. So we have that distraction to keep us busy in terms of sports and stuff like that. But when your team isn't in it, it's it's so different. You can sit back and watch and and just see the game for the beauty that it is instead of being on the edge of your seat and uh, you know, I'm bald, but, uh, you know, pulling your hair out of your head or getting sick to your stomach and overtime, forget it. I mean, postseason hockey, when, when you're really invested for a fan, as even the great Gretzky said himself and Dominic Hasek has said himself as well, that after they retired and watching teams, there's nothing they can do about it. So now they know how we feel. Mm. And uh, it, it's it's really very nerve wracking. But when your team isn't in it, it's, you know, you could just flip through, see who's playing and oh, yeah, I'll watch the game and see what happens. But it's a good thing and a bad thing at, at the same time, I think. You brought up the Rangers. This is random. And, and I'm going to and that's kind of why I'm bringing it up. Actually, I was in the deli around the corner from me earlier today uh, on, you know, after work, I, I stopped in there on my way home and I went to grab a drink out of the refrigerator and next to the bottles of, of, of soda or pop, depending on where you are in the country, 
there were cans. There, there was a row of cans. And one of them, or a couple of them, the same product, just multiple cans of it, caught my eye. It was a Diet Pepsi can, but it had, uh, I mean, I guess this is a holdover from earlier in hockey season, but they had, and, and this was the part facing out, Lundquist on the can with a 30 underneath it, a la like a retired number banner. And it just seems so bizarre to me. I don't expect to go into the deli and see, you know, Rangers stuff on soda cans. I mean, especially not when, you know, it's the playoffs and the Rangers (laughs) have definitively not made the playoffs. So I don't like, it's just, it was odd to me. I don't, I, I wasn't expecting that. I don't know where it came from or I don't know why it was there, but it was just strange. Yeah, I don't know if that's something where Pepsi has a contract with the NHL and maybe other cities and other teams do that too. Sure, but I, I, mean, yes. I would imagine. I wouldn't think Lundquist was the only can that they had. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I'm sure Long Island, they probably have the, the Islanders and stuff like that too, which would make sense. But uh, yeah, that, that was a campaign that the Rangers specifically did with Pepsi. And I'm assuming that the uh, all the other NHL teams did it in their, in their local cities as well. But exactly, it kind of stings a little bit where uh, the contract was a little bit miss. If they would have done that back in 2014 or something, that, w- that would have made more sense. But having a rookie head coach and, and young players on the Rangers and having such a struggling season and a lot of familiar faces being traded away and so on and so forth kind of didn't make for um, I guess there's a lot of leftover Pepsi with uh, the king on it and he deserves much much better than that I mean if nothing else I think he deserves better than to be on the can of diet soda like (laughs) maybe if they had made the playoffs he would have graduated to a can of regular Pepsi maybe (laughs) or at least champagne or something I don't know man speaking of champagne you know I've mentioned before that we're moving to a new location at work I went into a conference room today to set up a meeting And I guess in the morning previous to this time, they and I say they I don't know who, but some group of people were having a party because I went in there to find there was like breakfast stuff that was, you know, looked like an empty box of bagels with like cream cheese or whatever. There was some orange juice. There was some like peach something or other there was a mostly empty box of Krispy Kreme uh, and some kind of weird bread thing with chocolate in it and and, you know that was all well and good but there were also two empty bottles of champagne (laughs) on the uh (laughs) so somebody was having a party at work (laughs) that's some breakfast yeah somebody was making like mimosas and bellinis and stuff I assume I want to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I guess Thursday is the new Friday. <laughs> it's always five o'clock somewhere. Right, James? Yeah, there you go. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I wow. I don't know. I, the, I, I walk into these rooms and see the darndest things sometimes. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, I am not anxious to talk about work since I am at home and I am at my leisure. So why don't we work on talking about something a little more appropriate to this podcast, James? What do you say? Would you be a pal? Can I convince you to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? No convincing necessary, boss. Thank you, sir. 
Lend a hand and your feet. HTD is focused on Ontario again, and this time the North Bay Youth and Men's Leagues sent out invites for players to sign up. Capital gains. The defending Stanley Cup champions may have been taken out of this year's playoffs, but their generosity lives on with young street hockey players. And turn over a new leaf. After all, it is spring and new leaves are blooming everywhere, including Baldwin, PA, where Elm Leaf Park is getting a brand new deck hockey court. We covered this story last year, and here's an update. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. Ah, uh, deck hockey. Uh, it's, you know, we, we were so close. Um, well, I mean, you know what? Technically, we do have two weeks in a row of, of all deck-related material, even though one of them is about an NHL team's dabbling in such. But you know what? Uh, it's it, it still counts. I say it still counts. Two weeks in a row, all deck on this deck hockey podcast. So kudos to you, James, and, and let's keep this train rolling. Yeah, I make no promises for next week, but yes, that's, this is a double hat trick, no question about it. I mean, given the fact that we spent the first 15 minutes of the podcast talking about the NHL playoffs, I don't know how many points that we can actually claim for that, but I'll take it on technicality. Well, you know, that's the banter to uh, start things going, and then the, the, the podcast proper is what's on deck, so that's cool. No, no, I see, I see it right here on the rundown. Banter. Uh, proper <laughs> topics, ending nonsense. Yep, it all tracks. <laughs> anyway, if you find yourself up in Ontario and longing to play some deck hockey, they have some openings, at least at the posting of these um, call-outs, if you will, for the leagues. The North Bay Youth and Men's Leagues have uh, started their, well, they're in preseason right now at, at the recording of this podcast. But their regular season start up in a few days, again, at the recording of this podcast, starting, I believe, May 4th. I checked out their website, the NorthBayBallHockey.com, and they have junior, intermediate, and senior leagues. So the junior are ages 7, 8, 9, intermediate ages 10, 11, and 12, and senior ages 13, 14, 15. And it's both boys and girls, by the way, if you're curious about that. But the men's league is separate. It, it doesn't seem to be a part of this website. But for the youth, they need a couple of goalies. So they posted these SOSs for on April 22nd. So I don't know if they've been filled or not, but you can check it out. There's, uh, again, we'll put links to reach out to the leagues if you're interested. That would be um, seeking out saves. Exactly. Very good. And uh, so for the youth league, they are looking for a goalie in its junior and a goalie in its intermediate divisions. Also, again, uh, the, the they have the ages and the uh, requirements. Um, goalies must have their own equipment, so I'm sure you can uh, relate to that, American Rhino. Mm. And uh, they also have uh, some openings for a forward or a defenseman or two. And again, in both of those divisions, and you can reach out uh, to North Bay Ball Hockey League at yahoo.com if you want to email them, or you can go to the website themselves itself. Again, that's NorthBayBallHockey.com. And again, we'll have these links for you in our various ways. See, this is what we were talking about last week. The feast or famine thing with leagues. Like, apparently this league is hard up for goalies. You know, unlike the 
CSHL that we talked about last week that has, you know, oh, you better, your internet connection better be up to date because you don't want to miss out on the opportunity to play goalie. And, and like, we didn't do a whole big thing about the Rose Charities tournament this year, but that just passed. And I know they're always like, oh, we only have X number of goalie slots, so you better jump on that, you know? And I, I don't know. I mean... I don't I don't get why some areas goalies, you know, you have them falling out of your ears and the other other areas, you know, my kingdom for a goalie. Like I don't know why it shakes out that way, but but it does and it's 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 just the darndest thing. Exactly. And personally, I think like for for baseball is another example too, they could always use a good catcher. If you're looking to break into to to deck hockey or any kind of hockey, if you want to be a goalie, that's probably a great way to start because everybody in general wants to be a forward or a center. But I think defensemen and goalies are a bit more rare, especially the goalie, because as they said, you have to supply your own equipment. And that takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time. And uh, American Rhino is a great source for giving advice on picking gear and, and getting the proper stuff. And we've had goalies on HDD in the past, too, that say the same thing. It's not something that you can just buy off the shelf. You really have to worry about sizing and playability. A lot of stuff that goes into it, plus the fact that it's really, really expensive to goalie equipment. Sure. I mean, it is an expensive position. So that is obviously a barrier to entry for some people. But it's also, and, and, and you know, like you said with the defensemen, too forwards and centers and stuff they score the goals that those those are the sexy positions you know those are the the highlight real positions and and yes a goalie can can make some eye-popping saves and and be the hero from time to time but that's you know nobody like I, I won't say nobody. Nobody is an incorrect characterization. Very few people when they're young probably if they're if they're if they're doing the stereotypical game seven of the Stanley cup finals fantasy that, you know, young hockey fans probably play out on the playground or whatever. Very few of them probably imagine themselves to be the goalie making the game saving save. Like I imagine most people imagine themselves, you know, making the game winning goal to win their team, the cup. And you know, there's, there's, that's, it's attractive, you know, the idea of being the hero in in that, you know, active capacity. Goalie and, and especially defensemen. Defensemen don't get nearly enough credit, James. But, you know, the back end stuff, the defensive stuff are more passive. And it's it's true. You know, it's it's like they're the unsung heroes of the hockey team and they're needed as much or more. So it's a great point. If you do want to break in to, to the game, you know, getting on the back defensive end is probably a great place to, to try and start out. Yeah, excellent points as well. So on the outside looking in, it's true that maybe fans even don't even appreciate the importance of a goalie or, or good defense as well, because you're right, you, you can't win a game that way unfortunately you can lose a game and that's what's a horrible horrible double standard if you let up a goal as a, as a defenseman and or a goalie but you know somebody has to score the game winning goal for your team 
to uh, to go on and whatever the case is. But um, that that's true. If you're looking to break in, uh, they're, they're more rare positions uh, in general. So you'd have a better shot at getting on a roster or getting on a team. Also, too, I think it's a great way to learn the game as well because you don't have to worry about the pressure of scoring goals as much where you can kind of uh, work on your footwork a little bit more. You can learn the rules a little bit better, no positioning a little bit better because you don't have that pressure of having to worry about shooting or, and passing it. Well, passing, yes, definitely. But but shooting on goal, if you're a center or a forward, that's what you have to do. So if you're a defenseman and a goalie, you don't really have to focus that much attention on that stuff because you're worrying about defense more than anything else. And again, yes, uh, that, that uh, a lot of people shy away from playing goal because yes, it's kind of a double standard where I don't think they get enough credit for winning games, but they get too much of the blame if a goal is scored against. And also that, yes, it's very expensive to buy that equipment, and it is time-consuming too because you should invest. Hopefully, if you have a place to go where uh, brick and mortar seems to be very rare these days too, where you can actually try on pads or maybe even a friend of yours, can you can borrow them and, and see what size you need and, and so on and so forth, and or the feel and the playability and all that because you have the, the mask is so important and you have to be able to make sure it fits properly and all that. So that's just a little bit piece of advice there. But again, I, yeah, I'm surprised too that up in Ontario, but this was again posted back in April 22nd. So I'm sure that these spots are taken up, but just in case they aren't, they are looking for a couple of young goalies out there. So again, we'll have the information for you if you are willing to uh, give them a hand. Yeah. So if you are looking to get into hockey and, and you are in the North Bay, Ontario area, whether you want to play goalie or up uh, skating or, well, running, but, you know, in a in a uh, non-goalie position, you know, go out there and, and seek out the North Bay Youth Ball Hockey League and, 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 you know, get out there and get you some. But if you're not in north bay ontario but you happen to find yourself in montgomery county uh then you can which you know in the u.s not in canada uh i i assume this is in the vicinity of washington dc i don't know where exactly montgomery county is but you know given the nature of this story one one must imagine that it is in close proximity to Washington, D.C. If you do find yourself in Montgomery County, specifically in their public school, you are in luck because you might just find your way to some sweet Washington Capitals branded street hockey equipment. Yes, sir. And as the American Rhino and I mentioned a few podcasts ago, this is very similar to what the Tampa Bay Lightning have done is that they are going to the school's physical education programs. So they are really doing everything they can to make the sport of hockey as accessible as possible to the very important young kids out there, boys and girls, because these young children, if they need a hobby to do or a sport to play, you have to at least give them a chance to discover hockey in some way, shape or form, because it is such a wonderful sport and it's it's great cardiovascular and teamwork and camaraderie. It's, it's really, it, it's fantastic. And uh, it, it should be an option as much as any other sport out there. And to go so far as to donate equipment to the physical education programs so that these young kids 
have it in their gym classes. I, I think it's fantastic. And uh, God bless the NHL, particularly the Washington Capitals in this case, for going all out, donating this great equipment. And who knows if uh, you're, you're building a brand new fan base, future hockey fans, maybe a future NHL or uh, Olympian too. Yeah. So this is actually a pretty sweet deal and a pretty generous deal for the you know Washington organization. So basically they're donating this this street hockey equipment again branded with the Caps logo. So it's like it's you know quote unquote legit. <laughs> In as much as you consider street hockey equipment branded with NHL teams legit, but they've donated this equipment to all of the public schools in the Montgomery County area. And not only that, but if the kids chant, let's go caps, I, I assume they're brought together in some kind of assembly. Uh, if they if the kids chant, let's go caps, then they are greeted with the Capitals mascot Slapshot, who comes out and presents the equipment to them. I mean, you know, it, it, it it's probably pretty awkward if they don't chant, let's go caps. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's let's assume that they're malleable enough to do that. Yeah, that, that's very good marketing on their point, too, because when you're the only NHL team in town, it's kind of easy to at least have everybody on board. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think you could pull that off in New York, in the tri-state area, because you could run into Islander fans, you could run into Devil fans, or you could run into Rangers fans. So uh, I guess that's a good thing that the Rangers don't have a mascot. So in case people start chanting, let's go Isles or let's go Devils, uh -huh. you know. Hey, you think you think if one of these public school assemblies, you think if they start chanting, let's go pens, Slapshot will come out, break a stick over his knee and then storm off. Or maybe break the stick over the, the kid's head. Unless uh, he could get Gritty to do that. I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gritty, you never know when Gritty is going to pop up. He's no. like, you, you don't want to say his name three times because you don't want to take any chances. Exactly. And, and as you were saying, too, that reminded me of like a genie in the bottle. If you chant, let's go caps, that slap shot just appears. Poof. Yeah. Well, slap shot is an eagle, right? Yes, he is. So maybe he, maybe he just, you know, constantly flies. You can't see me, but I'm putting my arms out as if I, I have wings. Maybe he just kind of soars and glides over the district just in case he hears somebody chanting. Well, as a matter of fact, that's an excellent assumption on your part, because at the time, the Capitals were playing in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs this year. So when these children were chanting, let's go Caps, Slapshot had to leave. I don't know if, if it was a home game at the time or if they were in Charlotte, but uh, he flew in and, and showed up anyway. So that's a good point, American Rhino. Listen, man, duty calls. You know what? Neither rain nor sleet nor whatever the rest of that thing goes. You know, you're not going to keep Slapshot from donating hockey equipment. Yeah, that's devotion, too. And it lets you see just where their hearts are. And that's fantastic and wonderful and really exciting for the public schools in the uh, D.C. area. Now, actually, James, I want to I want to have a little conversation about this. I want to get your opinion on something. So let us you and I agree to accept without question the premise that donating equipment to schools is fundamentally good full stop you know no no qualification yes yes all right so 
That being understood, let's set that by the wayside for a second. What is your opinion on street hockey equipment and ball hockey equipment branded with NHL teams? Yeah, that gets back to what we're saying before, that if you're in Boston or obviously here in D.C. and Tampa, when you have one team for your city, you basically, if you're a hockey fan, that's probably your team, especially if you're born and raised there or if the end, end or they were good, you follow them. For New York, you know, it's, it's a bit of a different animal and, you know, like Ontario too, and you have Toronto or you're, you're a Senators fan or you're a Leafs fan or you're a Canadians fan, you know, in, in that area up in, in Canada, then it might get a little sketchy. But in this case, that that's cool, especially if you're a young kid that, you know, when I was growing up, uh, it was really awesome to see if there was a Ranger crest on something. And to me, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, boy, this is official. This is really cool. And my favorite team cares enough about us that they are giving us their stamp of approval and their logo is on this. So it's a really great stick or a pad or helmet or whatever it is. So uh, in that case, yes. Um, but for, for New York, you have to be careful. You know, obviously, if, if you're in Long Island, you're probably chances are you're uh, going to be the Islanders stamp of approval. If you're in the city, Manhattan, as we refer to it, uh, probably Rangers. And obviously, if you're in Jersey, that's uh, the devil's got that covered. So, you know, I I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily can can agree with you on that. Now, I will say when I was a younger man, I, I, I did kind of feel the same way. Oh, my team's on this. It must be great. But now now that I've been in the game for, you know, almost six years, <laughs> now that I'm a, a wily veteran <laughs> of, of ball hockey, I don't know. I mean, I yes, you like to represent your team because you love your NHL team. But by the same token, there's part of me that feels like it's a little disrespectful. Like, oh, you know, I... I, I I'm I'm repping a, a an ice hockey team while I'm playing ball hockey. And and I, I realize I'm probably making a mountain out of a molehill and splitting hairs, but that's kind of what I do. But, you know, I, I feel like ball hockey and ice hockey are fundamentally different sports. They, you know, they come from the same thing. I mean, hockey is hockey for the most part, but, but you know, we have to acknowledge that they are different sports. So, like, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's. I don't know, man. It's like wearing a basketball jersey to a baseball game. You know, it just there's there's there there's something that feels wrong about it to me in in some ways. And and you know, it's not like look, I've worn Rangers jerseys playing ball hockey and stuff. And honestly, I can't I can't remember for sure, but there's a great likelihood that the very first hockey stick I ever played with when I first played ball hockey with like at a family gathering may well have been an Islander stick mm. because they had a bunch of them in the garage from when they were younger that they had gotten at an Islanders game. And, you know, like plastic bladed, you know, intermediate or junior sticks or whatever. So, look, I, I, I in some ways, I guess I'm being a little bit hypocritical, but I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like there should be kind of kind of separation. And look, if you're a young kid. And like these kids are who are playing with this Caps gear, then yes, I think your your fandom and your passion for the game should supersede all that other 
kind of lofty philosophical nonsense that I just brought up. I, I don't really have a problem with that. But as an adult, I, I feel a little differently about it. It, it. it just it feels a little funny to me. That's all. That's fair. I'm glad you're answering that question as both a father and a, and a hockey fan at the same time, because that's what you are. Obviously, being a father is a lot more important than anything else. So we admire you for that, American Rhino. Speaking of which, maybe you could look at it that way. Well, first of all, on a marketing standpoint, they're not stupid. The uh, NHL and, and whatever teams are doing these things, like in this case, the Capitals or, or Tampa Bay, is that they want to promote themselves and make sure that they're selling tickets and memorabilia and making sure people are watching the games on TV and stuff like that, too. So that's a nice little, hey, wink, you know, where'd you get that stick from? It's the Washington Capitals, you know? Look, uh, I, I am I am a little hypocritical with this, and I'll fully admit, because, you know, I, we even talked about this recently on the podcast. You know, often I wind up playing ball hockey with a ball that's officially licensed by the NHL. So, you know, that's like... That's kind of the antithesis of what I'm talking about right here. So, you know, I look, I, it, it's not it's not a perfect thing. It's not a perfect situation. There are practicalities to consider. And yes, you're absolutely right. The NHL wants their piece of the pie and they're going to you know, they know that not everybody plays ice hockey, but they recognize that ball hockey is is very accessible and street hockey is very accessible and that's a great avenue to market themselves and to make some money. Sure. And, and you know, I only begrudge them a little bit for that. <laughs> so I get it. I, 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 I totally get it. I'm just, you know, this is what and I yeah. do. I, I argue about stuff and, and, and you know, drill down and, and become pedantic about things that really don't matter. No, well, that, that's a great thing about debate is you opened your eyes and, and, your, and your brains and uh, you learn more that way through a good debate as opposed to yelling at each other or saying, no, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. But to, uh, to, to finish the point that, uh, I think the NHL in general is like speaking of parents is like the parent, you know, that that's the ultimate hockey that's ice hockey. And yes, uh, that, that, that I hear what you're saying. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth because we, we love deck hockey and in a way, it's its own sport. It's, it's very popular and anybody can play it. That's the benefit of it because you don't have to worry about skating, which is incredibly hard. And forget about trying to play hockey and skate at the same time. I have no idea how anybody does that. But for this case and, and for what the Capitals are up to and getting these kids young and, and giving it in a, in a natural atmosphere as a part of their gym class is a kind of cool thing to look up to and maybe teach them the sport, take the pressure away and the intimidation, I think also of either roller skating or ice skating. And you can learn how to, again, we've said this so many times about deck hockey. You could learn the sport. You could learn the rules, teammates, you can learn how to stick handle and how to shoot. And once you get and your balance too, and once you get all those foundations down, and then if you feel like you love it that much and you want to go on to other leagues and progress, then you can easily, like I said in the past too, that if I wasn't able to roller skate, there was no way I was ever going to attempt to ice skate because yes, they're two different things, but at least your muscle memory is there and it's kind of a nice stepping stone, like going from training wheels on a bike to just the two wheels. It's, it's a nice little 
progression. And, and, and deck hockey, a, keep it the sport the way it is. It's incredibly popular around the world with, with international tournaments and everything like that and, and thousands and thousands of players and leagues and stuff around the world as well. But at least it's it's a nice little stepping stone to promote the sport of hockey. And yeah, you know, hockey is ice hockey and the ultimate hockey is the NHL and, uh, and the Olympics. Well, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. That's true, <laughs> no, too. No, no. That was a callback, James. It was a callback to no, what you well said done, before. Sir, well. I'm not, no, I'm just, I, I, that is not, not remotely true. Perfectly played, sir. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, you know, you know what else is perfectly played? Ball hockey. And you know where it's being perfectly played? In Baldwin Borough. How's that for some alliteration for you? You are on fire tonight, sir. Uh-huh. Well, it is. It was warm here in New York today, so. It's, You're earning that first star. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thank you. <laughs> and where is Baldwin Borough, you might ask, unless you live there, in which case you probably know where it is. Uh, but <laughs> assuming that you are in the majority of people who do not live there and you know, also let's go out on a limb and suggest there may be more than one. The Baldwin Borough in question that we are talking about is outside of Pittsburgh. Is that right? Can that possibly be true? Yeah, they're just south of Pittsburgh, actually, too, which I had to look that up. I, I, I'm not very good at geography, so I'm not going to pretend that I knew that offhand. I'm not going to pretend that I knew it either because I got it wrong the first time we tried it. Nah, nah, hey, man, you've saved me many a time, so uh, don't hang yourself out, all right? All right. Well, anyway, so what's going on? What's worth talking about in Baldwin Borough, buddy? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't continue with the alliteration, but well done, sir. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about this last year, and that's one of the things that stuck out in my memory was that it was close to Pittsburgh, um, in, in this town. And I think that the, uh, the, the penguins have some great, uh, speaking of promoting the game of hockey and stuff like that, they have great programs which do that and, uh, donating money and, and, and people to, uh, building deck hockey rinks and so on and so forth. But in this case, yes, this is a park, Elm Leaf Park, that the renovations are so extraordinary that it's taking a few years. So they've finished phase one, which is uh, the, they had some playgrounds and, and facelifts and parking lots, blah, 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 blah. But all we really care about is the deck hockey part, which is now phase two they're getting to. And they will have it done by, I think, at least by the time uh, next year rolls around next spring. So one of the cool things is that with the area that they have is there's enough room to put an entire deck hockey court so it was, uh, I, th I think it was just like a parking lot or whatever the case was. So they're going to pave it, clean it up, and then fence it in and make it specifically for deck hockey. Although they did say that if they need extra parking, they'll, they'll use it for that. But uh, hopefully they won't have to ruin the surface with cars and dirt and rubbish. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I, I get it i guess there's gonna be like big gates at the end that you can drive in and out of but i mean how many cars can a hockey rink really hold i, I mean if, if it's a regulation sized hockey rink maybe but usually deck hockey courts are a little smaller so i don't know it just like eh. 
Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, reserve it for motorcycles and uh, those little uh, Mini Coopers, maybe. <laughs> or what golf about, carts. Yeah, I, I was going to say, what about golf carts? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or <laughs> if you have a little Zamboni, that'd be nice. But um, probably wreck yeah. the blades on the on the. <laughs> That's true. Asphalt or whatever. Yeah. Concrete. And the other point, too, is that there's a big cry for the deck hockey specific court and uh, was something that the people demanded. And so they are not going to be disappointed. And that's one of the things that made us very happy, because, as again, we've talked about Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, too. And hopefully we'll have a lot more about deck hockey in Philadelphia and in the D.C. area, thanks to a great listener Craig, and uh, we'll get to more on that in the future. But in the meantime, that Pittsburgh is such a hotbed for all sorts of hockey, including ball hockey and street hockey and hockey and sneakers. And this is just another wonderful example of that. The people will not be denied, James. They will have their hockey. Yes, sir. We want a rink. We want a rink. We want a rink. Can you imagine? Yeah, we've been screaming that since we've been playing, but uh, nobody listened, unfortunately. But anyway, I'm curious if if the Pittsburgh area kids chant, we want a rink, does that mean that the uh, Pittsburgh mascot will show up or is that just for Slapshot? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's it's not it's not let's go pens. It's it's we want a rink. So oh, okay. maybe maybe the rink fairy will show up. Or like a you know city planner who has the power to to make these decisions. That'd be great. Well, all right. Well done to the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. So good stuff. Yeah. Now I'm just imagining a bunch of recreational ball hockey players chaining themselves to a tree in a park, chanting, "We want a rink." It doesn't seem that it's going to have to come to that because they're getting one. Well, that's fortunate. Yes. <laughs> It makes me wonder if uh, we should move to Pittsburgh. I've never wondered that in my life, James. <laughs> Sorry. I went too far. No, no, it's fine. I understand that, uh, you know, Three Rivers Stadium is beautiful. Is that, do they still call it that? No, it's no. Uh, PNC. Yes. PNC, right? PNC Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand PNC is beautiful, right? Yeah, they've got those bridges and stuff, and it's it's uh, lovely ironwork and and what have you um i just i have no interest whatsoever in living there speaking of which that would be an ideal place for the outdoor game i don't know if they're looking to do it if they have done it in the past i apologize for missing it but yeah that that stadium is gorgeous and uh the all-star game they have for baseball they had the all-star game there a few years ago where our own David Wright really did very well in the home run hitting derby, by the way. But I'm sorry to digress there. But yes, that that's such a gorgeous ballpark and one that I would love to visit too, by the way. Oh, I, you know, I wouldn't have mentioned this if you hadn't brought up David Wright. And I can't believe I'm going to bring it up. But my daughter was very insistent. <sighs> my eight-year-old daughter... Wanted me to tell all of you on the podcast that her rhino, her her plush rhino, who's wearing a David Wright cape and a mask, got married to her nutcracker bear tonight. And now the the bear is Mrs. Wright. So she she said, if I didn't tell you, 
then they would all move to Paris. So I, I, I don't want that to happen. So I'm telling you there you've been informed. Well, thank God. That was one heck of a way to, to beautifully done American writer to, to get it in there. So that was remarkable. I'm, I'm so, I, I didn't get an invitation to the wedding. I'm broken hearted. It, it was really, it was more of a shotgun wedding. So it, it, it happened very quickly. Well, all the best to uh, the rhino Wright and, and his lovely bride. She has actually named her, her plush rhino the American rhino. That is what an honor yeah. and well done. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I just, I, yes, that is an honor. Thank you. But as, as far as that little bit of reporting that I just did, I'm, I'm not saying that I ever had any actual credibility, but I feel like if I did, I just flushed it down the toilet. No, you just you kept your daughter and her uh, her little couple there from going to Paris. And personally, I wouldn't wish anybody to go to Paris. <laughs> City of Lights, James. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> I'm not I'm not a fan. But anyway, well done. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I think <laughs> I think. I, I think it's that time, James. Great exclusive, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Last minute remaining in the podcast. All right. So let's wrap this thing up. Let's let's take it home, James. Let's 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 get to the finish line on this one. So uh, that being another episode of Hit the Deck, we would, of course, like to thank Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music. And thank you to you, dear listener. Thank you ever so much to you for listening to another episode of hit the deck and as a result another installment of the kind of quality nonsense that we provide you with each and every week here on htd if you have some feedback on what we have presented you with if you'd like to get in touch with us like craig has from the the philadelphia hockey league and washington and all the things that he's associated with and you can look forward to hearing more about him in the hopefully near future but uh, if you'd like to do what he did please feel free to email us at hit the deck deck is spelled d-e-k at gmail.com you can tweet at us at hit the deck pod we are at hit the deck on facebook and instagram and we would love to hear from you we'd love to get your input we'd love to just communicate with you and uh, you know we're all one big happy family here on hit the deck so so you know call your mother that being said, I would also encourage you to subscribe to this podcast because, you know, we'd love to have you subscribe. We'd love to have you get the podcast as soon as it drops, not have to go looking for it. So please feel free to do that on whatever podcasting platform you choose to use. And uh, while you're at it, if you're being extra generous, if you want to do us a solid, please rate us on, on, on your podcasting platforms. Uh, iTunes is great, but if you use something else and you can rate there, rate the podcast whatever you think is fair. We, you know, we, we try and put out the best possible product for you, but you know, we respect your opinion. So we're not going to sit here begging for five-star reviews because we want you to be honest and, and we respect your credibility. So, you know, please do that. And always YouTube because, you know, you never know what's going to pop up there on YouTube and, and uh, subscribing to there would really help us out. So uh, all that being said, James, is there anything you'd like to add here at the end of the show? Yes. Thank you. Of course. Looking for places to play deck? Please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, and our own LIQ. 
And of course, please, if you can, donate to LaGrange Hockey and Eileen Mesler and her teammates to go to Slovakia. Thank you. Thank you, James. So really, all that is left to do is to say to you, dear listener, what we always say here at the end of the show, and namely, that is that whether you are looking for players or looking for a brand new place to play, whether you are receiving some quality gear or looking a gift horse square in the mouth, regardless of what you find yourself doing, I would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. All right. All right, man. Good night, buddy. You too. Good bye. Night. <laughs> bye bye. Au revoir. Adieu. <laughs> yeah, my best to the new couple. <laughs> Thank you. I'll pass it on. <laughs>